What's going on guys? Welcome back to the break room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today is Sunday, June 6th. Sorry, June 7th. And uh, welcome back to another segment of the pre-market roast with me, Sebastian, and your other host. Zach Cassio. Welcome back, guys. We got another week of plays for y'all. Another top five picks, another star of the week. And, uh, you know, it's been a crazy time in the market. It's been a crazy time in the world. So, you know, hopefully you can find some relief and uh, get making some plays on the market, making some money. And, uh, yeah, welcome back. For sure, for sure, for sure. Zach, you want to talk about a little bit about, you know, what we're going to talk about this week? Um, our bonus, we gave, we gave you guys the bonus stock of the week last week and, uh, starting now, probably every single Wednesday, we're going to be doing two, uh, two podcasts for y'all a week, uh, pretty investment based. Like I announced last week, Zach is now the permanent co-host of the break room, the whole podcast itself. So welcome on board, brother. Excited to have you for this journey. As we continue forward, giving y'all plays, making y'all some money, and uh, yeah, so I say we get into the first pick of the week, Zach, what do you think? Yeah, for sure, I'm excited to be here as well, but for sure, let's get right into it. I mean, as we closed the week last week, that Friday was huge. I mean, the jobs report came out for the month of May, as you guys might have seen, gained 2.8 million jobs in the month of May, which I don't know for you guys but to me that seems like we might have hit the bottom of what what was to come from the coronavirus pandemic so i think now is kind of where we're going to start to see some uptrends for these companies that have been so undervalued for so long so much looming on whether or not they were even going to be making it through the pandemic but that brings us to our first pick of the week this week which sebastian are you thinking it might be our star pick the uh, ibr hundred percent. I'll give this the stamp of approval. The star pick of the week is going to be Investment Mortgage Co. IVR, uh, one of the many uh, real estate investment trusts and mortgage companies that did run up, like Zach said, after the job announcement, which was on Thursday, about the 2.8 million jobs created in the month of May. Um, a lot of big rebounds in terms of the mortgage rates, in terms of payments, you know, uh, more jobs equals people employed, which equals lower unemployment, which equals more coming into households, which equals mortgages being paid, which obviously shows why the performance and the spikes of the REITs, which happened uh, Friday. So this is definitely going to get the, the star of the week. Um, it's got a big upside. Uh, you know, I'll talk a little bit about that. $18 it was sitting at in January before the crash. And like Zach said, uh, with all the jo- new jobs coming in, uh, we're expecting a good run, maybe uh, a second run after last week's initial run uh, late week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it bumped. It actually opened the week or opened Friday up like 40%, only closed up 18%, already up 6.8% after hours, which means that people definitely started to load up right when it closed, which is good. And I mean, there's also just like he said, there's so much upside potential on this. It literally was sitting comfortably in the 18 before this happened. It's still only sitting at 452. That's including the aftermarket run from Friday. But I mean, the the whole thing here is is they also have been refinancing loans. So not only are are some people obviously aren't going to be able to pay their loans or their mortgages. So there's one thing kind of just throwing it to the side and not addressing it, but it's another when 
companies are addressing the fact that they have outstanding loans on these mortgages and they're trying to refinance them. So they're actually trying to pay the money back. It, it's not like it's just going to go wasted on the side. They're actually going to try to start throwing more money at these REITs, which is REIT is a abbreviation REIT for real estate investment trust. But overall, as a sector, the real estate investment trusts have been very lacking. They've been underperforming the market severely. And Friday, like I said, was that first uptrend from this sector of the market, which was initiated by the jobs report. So we probably should see at least a little bit more of a run this upcoming week, just because of how much upside potential there is. I mean, I've seen a lot of these REITs that have really, really good underlying values already. They're already back to around half of what they were, if not three quarters of what they were before they dropped. And this one's still, I mean, down 72% since then. So, I mean, they definitely have a lot more room to run than a lot of these other REITs, which is why they're our star pick of the week because there's just so much upside potential and there's always that one catalyst that starts an uptrend and we just saw that on Friday. So I'm definitely going to hop in right on Monday morning. I wish I would have hopped in Friday after close or right before close because, I mean, it opened high and just kind of was selling off all day, but it wasn't selling off big. It was just slowly selling off for those people that were holding them. Like, is it going to go? Is it going to go? And it kind of never did. So they just got out with the profits. But I definitely think there's going to be a second wave coming this week, especially with this stock because of how much upside potential there is. But that's definitely the reasons behind why I think it's a star picker week. You want to add anything there, Sebastian? Yeah, as well as that, uh, Yahoo Finance considers it to be an undervalued stock, and actually, um, on a list of REITs, you know, they've been coming out saying the, a lot of terms have been thrown around that, you know, when this first started, a lot of the REITs were in, in a limbo state, uh, withdrawing their dividends, not being to pay out their dividends due to not a lot of money in cash flow coming in due to the, you know, the mortgage payments not being able to be paid, obviously according to the loss of jobs, but. IVR not only has continued to pay out their dividends, but they're one of the stocks that is considered to be, you know, has sufficient cash to, and and that just proves it by how they continued to pay out their dividends and didn't withhold them. So, you know, on top of all that, you know, what Zach added, this is definitely our star of the week. And, you know, um, equally, uh, Monday will be a big, Monday pre-market is going to be a big time to, to, you know, to watch where this is, this thing's going to go this week. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, you guys can get in and make some money on it, but I'll transition that into our second pick of the week, which is going to be EPZM Enzyme. Um, they are a biopharmaceutical company and they are awaiting uh, PDUFA uh, approval, not this week, but next week. And if you guys have been listening for the show for a little bit, you guys know that me and Zach like to trade in this sector. We like to find the catalysts. And a big pattern that we've noticed is a week before PUFA approval date, there's a run. Now, it worked week one with Manello and with some other ones that we gave you guys, and it should work again. I mean, this is a catalyst, this is news, this is anticipatory. Um, Ensign already got approved on January 23rd for a scarcoma, which is a bone cancer. They already got approved for their phase two drug in that. And actually, a week the week before, on January 17th, they hit their 
all-time high of $26. So the pattern's there. If you look closely and if you analyze the charts, the pattern's there. A week before they got approved, they hit their all-time high. And now a week uh, prior to their next approval of 2020, we're giving you guys this stock. So definitely keep an eye out on that. Um, they actually got highlighted in our under-priority review, which is a little better than regular PUFA date. So I'm feeling pretty good about this stock, Zach. Anything to add? I think the only thing I'm going to add to this one is that if anyone's looking on the uh, month or three month chart on this stock, you can really see how it's it's in support levels at seventeen dollars a share. It's currently sitting at seventeen eighteen. Supports literally around seventeen eleven, seventeen twelve. It bounced up on June first to June second from seventeen twelve all the way up to seventeen eighty. I mean, it came back down after, but I mean. It's definitely not going below that support price, which I like. And with this next week coming up being even closer to their PDUFA date, I definitely think that they might at least try to retest that $19 resistance level. And they might, if, if this does get approved, they, they probably will break that. And I even think, you know, I even think I wouldn't be surprised if this week, if they ran into the 20s, just based on that pre-PUFA uh, anticipation anticipatory run that me and Zach have been pressing on you know since the start this is a very big opportunity to get in these companies because as we said episode one of the pre-market roast you can get in now and ride the hype train of FDA approval and then get out before they actually say yes or no so this is a really good time to get in as well as they're doing a lymphoma phase two treatment which is a really rare um you know uh uh, like lymph nodes and and different um, sort of things like that. So that's it's a really rare cancer. So based on their already approval of 2020, you know FDA is already looking at them. Also, along with the Wall Street Journal, average price target of 29. I wouldn't be surprised if they did get approved if they retested that high of 26. So uh, keep, definitely keep your eye out. EPZM definitely keep your eye on that for this week. I think the next one we're going to roll into here is SAFE-T, like safety. The ticker symbol here is S-F-E-T. And this company is actually a provider of secure access solutions for on-premise and hybrid cloud environments. Uh, so there are a lot to do with the cloud-based environments, making sure that everything you put up in the cloud stays secure and can't get hacked in by other companies. And, and you know everything's going up in the cloud. Everything's going up there. Exactly. And uh, another big point here is they actually on their earnings that they came out with for the first quarter of 2020, their revenue actually grew by 155% year over year, which is remarkable for any company to have revenue growth above 100% is really good. And I mean, they're not even expensive right now. I mean, they're, they're sitting in the mid ones. They're at 148 right now. And I'd say since they dropped this news, they've been on a constant uptrend. I mean, they hit around 425 back on April 1st. So they definitely can be going back to that range, which is obviously above 100% of upside potential. And since they've dropped this news, they've been on a steady, steady uptrend. And not only that, I mean, their balance sheet, their balance sheet also got strengthened significantly when they started raising money through their public and private offerings, they raised about $9 million. So that also helps with just their operating costs, making sure that they can pay for day-to-day -day activities without actually having to take out of the money that they're gaining from revenue. 
which is always good. I mean, if they're, if companies are, are, are actually confident in them and they're able to raise money through public and private offerings, that's usually a good sign. And on top of that, I mean, their liabilities as of April, 2020, April 20th, 2020 were decreased by 93%. So, I mean, they're practically liability free, which is huge, especially with a company that's just now going through a growth phase with no liabilities. That means that pretty much everything they're going to be bringing in from here on out is just straight net profit, which we love. We love companies bringing in profit. We love cash. We love the cash. And also, I mean, they're, their EPS grew tremendously from quarter four, 2019 to quarter one, 2020. And I mean, this is just one of the things that they have going on with them. They also actually own, they have a wholly owned subsidiary. So a subsidiary is pretty much a company that they bought and have all rights for. So all the revenue that that company, that subsidiary company gets is theirs. And, and not only that, their subsidiary net nut, they've been signing deals left and right with a bunch of different companies. And they're one of the actual leading companies in, in their, in their um, providing remote connectivity. So like wherever anyone goes and signs into a, any, in an internet service provider, they want to make sure that it has the same exact quality and same exact speed, wherever it is. And, and they're one of the leading companies in doing so. Based on that alone, I mean the upside and the the sorry, not the upside, but the the gain in the revenue from quarter one, the the change, the positive change in the earnings, as well as what Zach mentioned, the net cash coming in from the subsidiaries, as well as their own cash coming in, and just the crazy upside that it has sitting in the ones. I mean, realistically, this this stock is, in my opinion, crazy undervalued with the amount of money coming in, and and as well as the liabilities. I mean. And the upside potential on this is, is insane. This The ceiling on this is huge, so this is definitely a good pick to at least just keep on your watch list and keep your eye on. Any sudden movements, like Zach said, this is on an uptrend. This can break out any second now, so definitely keep an eye on it. 100%. Um, shifting gears a little bit, I'm going to toss it over, and we're going to talk about DGLY, Digital Ally. Now, you guys remember on Wednesday, we did give you guys the bonus pick stock of the week, which was Wrap Technologies. Um, from what what's going on right now, not just news and catalysts can move the market, but current events and uh, events happening in the world can also move the market. Precisely like what's going on with Wrap Technologies with its new... Um, if you guys heard what we talked about on Wednesday, it's new cuffing system and restraint, which can really, you know, affect policing in a in a very different way. And my and probably in Zach's eyes and, and my eyes as well, shift it in a positive way. Um, we believe that you know DGLY Digital Ally can also make a significant change and help the policing system. After just closing a five point one million dollar offering, uh, Digital Ally is the most highly trusted technology for body cameras in all the policing force and from his initial spike on friday zach what are you thinking about these guys next week yeah i'm definitely thinking that they're going to keep running just because they're in that one pattern that when a penny stock starts to boom that's when you don't know what the what the ceiling's going to be you kind of just are watching it and like holy crap it just it keeps going it keeps going it's keep going this is one of those companies that's doing that that happened with rap technologies rap technologies went up almost 400 percent in a week and this is probably what we're going to see out of this company as well it's already up 
actually it's already up 219% in the month. So, I mean, it's already got that initial uptrend, don't get me wrong, but it's only sitting at $2.75 right now, which is still pretty low for companies that are coming from becoming a penny stock to getting that initial huge jump, especially from a current event like this. I mean, we've never seen anything happen like this where there's been this much spotlight on the policing industry as a whole. So, I mean, anything to do with policing products, especially with body cams. I mean, body cams just became a thing within the last five years. It's not like they have been having body cams for a long time. And a lot of places, especially in jails, they don't even need body cams. It's pretty much only the police officers that are on their day-to-day traffic rituals where they're going around and, and actually going into touch with people in the in real life. They're not just behind closed doors at a jail. And I have a feeling that not only are they going to start making people in jails wear these um, on on surface body cams, but they're probably going to also make them more extensive in the in the out of jail workforce as well. And I mean and that's just one of the things that they have going for them is is their body cams. But they also launched two new product lines in direct response to this increased safety precaution measure with the COVID-19 pandemic. One of them is this ThermoVu, which is a non-contact temperature measuring instrument that measures temperature through the wrist and controls entry to facilities when temperature measurements exceed predetermined parameters. So pretty much they can do an easy temperature test on someone with something that's on their wrist, almost like an Apple Watch, and they either pass or don't, and that automatically will open up the door to their facility. So it's just another level that this company's taking to be in that front runner position for cutting edge sensor technology because they really are making drastic improvements to their technology um, pipeline. And this company is kind of hitting both ends of the stick here, like Zach said, with ThermoVu, the digital heat screening for any sort of uh, virus or illness to, to you know ensure safety. But also, um, as well as security, they're also hitting the safety side of it with the body cams just to make sure that every, you know, any police officer is acting um, within regulation and, and within the oath that they took. And like Zach said, I'm glad he brought it up because I was going to bring it up as well. Um, jails, a lot of things that we don't see, um, and I'm not saying this is for everybody, but there's probably a few jails out there that, that really don't go by the book and, and really go unchecked. And I think if if these cameras start getting into jails, obviously every system is faulty. There's no perfect system. If we lived in a perfect system, we wouldn't have problems in the world and we'd live in a perfect society. Simple fact, it's not just like that, right? Like every camera has, there's blind spots, right? If cameras are hooked up to security guards, there's, you know, there's going to be no problems with, you know, malpractice, you know, anything sort of beatings going on in individual cells. Obviously in jail cells, there's no individual cameras. So this isn't just going to affect the police force, but this is hitting both ends of the stick in terms of safety and security. So I feel like this is actually, you know, one of the, out of this, our top five list, I'd probably give this in the, in the runner up of the stock of the week. Cause I really think this has a tremendous upside and can make a tremendous effect in the world as well as, uh, you know, the policing force. 100%. Yeah. And then that, that second thing that they launched in their product line is this shield disinfectant sanitizer that um, has an active degree, active ingredient. The main active ingredient falls under the EPA category four, which is the safe, the safest of all the EPA's toxicity categories, which is also really good. So they're actually 
using a sanitizer that's less harsh than many of the traditional products now widely distributed and also contains a powerful and effective cleaner with no harsh chemicals or fumes, which I mean, there's a lot of things coming out nowadays, even the OG hand sanitizers. I mean, they have labels on them, like obviously don't eat. I mean, who would eat hand sanitizer? But <laughs> if, you do, if you do, it could be really detrimental to your health. And the, the thing about this new active ingredient, hydrochlorous acid, is that it actually is in the least of all toxicity categories which is really good so I but mean, even yeah. even with less toxicity please don't eat anything that says acid please don't eat <laughs> yeah that's definitely facts um just to close out on uh, digi uh digital ally uh earnings from quarter two 2019 up to quarter one have been a uh uptrend every single time beating earnings and always improving so you know this company this summer definitely has a good potential on it Moving into our final pick of the week. Zach, I will let you finish it off for us this Sunday. Okay, yeah, so the last pick of the week today is going to be Evolus, ticker symbol, ticker symbol E-O-L-S. So this company is another biopharmaceutical company, but the main thing here is they actually have a really good and safe and reliable rival to Botox. And it's also seen really good past performance from people actually going in and using it. And not only that, they they're so undervalued for what they are right now. I mean, back on the year, they were sitting around $10, $15, $20. So they've definitely been up there before they're at five forty-five right now. And with all the analysts that have been coming out and upgrading their price target, I mean, I've seen one that came out at 10, one at 15, one at eight. So every price target that analysts are coming out with right now is higher than the current stock price, which is always good because we love to see upgrades in price targets. We love price uh, targets. That they've here. also been on an up, uh, and they've also been on an uptrend. I mean, they started their uptrend on May 14th at 363. They ran all the way up to 530 dropped down real quick to 457 now they're right back up to 545 so they already broke that that previous resistance which means there's probably going to be another breakout even higher that's why i have this on my watch list is because past experience with me is companies that break out over their previous resistances usually break out even higher and i mean this is still undervalued tremendously especially with the overwhelmingly increase in demand with Botox. I mean, everyone pretty much gets Botox. That's a that's a woman that grows up and and wants to keep their face looking sexy. So I mean, I definitely would keep my eyes on this throughout the week. I mean, maybe watch for a quick dip to see if if it might reverse. That's I mean, what I was going to say. Wait for a good entry on it. Yeah, definitely wait for a good entry because I mean, it even went up seven percent on Friday. I mean, it's just been kind of running recently, but I mean, it did just break that resistance, which means it might break out even further. So I and definitely also, just have that on. And also just to add to it, it is 100% on approval ratings by the FDA. And, you know, based on what Zach said, um, you know, we love price targets around here. Around the break room, we love price targets. We love eating them up. Any price targets above, any buy ratings, we love them. It's, it's another catalyst, another catalyst to add to the list. And this has this has seven and eight written all over it. Wouldn't you agree, Zach? This this has seven and eight written all over it after summer. And I, you know, 
you know, the ladies, they like to get Botox over the summer. I mean, it's it's just the timeline makes sense. So that's definitely the last pick of the week, and uh, hopefully you guys can make some money this week. I want to thank you guys for checking into the break room. Uh, make sure to punch your ticket and clock out, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Zach. Yep, thank you very much, brother. It was a pleasure.